Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast reshipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires. Like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Rocking on a Tuesday here on Fox Sports Radio as we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. In about 20 minutes or so, we'll check in with our good friend RJ Young getting us set for the college football playoff semifinals that come up on Saturday. I'm sure there'll be some transfer portal NIL talk as well, as there always seems to be in college football but Aaron we start with a story that actually started on Sunday continued on Monday and is still something on Tuesday Broncos get routed on Christmas Day by the Rams then on Monday Nathaniel Hackett gets fired but George Payton stays today ownership and Payton speak on the decision to remove Nathaniel Hackett and how the organization is is moving forward but the Denver Broncos getting a head start on next season at the end of a season that they'd like to forget. No doubt about it. Um, yeah, it, you know, being on air, I'll say this, uh, you know, I was filling in uh, for Dan Byer and George Reister, arguably the best radio show in America, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, no, it, it was it was surreal to watch because, you know, uh, VJ Husky, my partner and I were talking about it, and, like, the Rams, they're not actively trying to lose. They have no reason to tank. They, you know, their draft picks, we know all about that. But to see how much better coached they looked, how much better prepared they looked, how much the, you know the adjustments, and I'm not an X's and O's expert, but they were just running up and down the field, up and down the field, up and down the field. And, and I said, you know, filling in on your time slot, I said, I don't know how you could keep going with this Nathaniel Hackett thing. It is a disaster. Uh, and, and we discussed this a little bit yesterday, is I think it's one thing to lose. I think it's another thing to lose um, in the manner that they did. And I think, as you said, there were some dust-ups on on the sideline that made the place look disorganized, dysfunctional, and so I'm not surprised uh, that Nathaniel Hackett is out. 
So that that is why I think that uh, I was not surprised by the move, and you know it'll be interesting to see what happens from here with with the Denver Broncos. Obviously, the big story today uh, did come out uh, as we, uh, we as we discussed this conversation. Greg Penner, of course, is the co-owner uh, of the Denver Broncos. He spoke to Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network, and in a very interesting twist, which I'll get Dan's perspective on here momentarily. Uh, in a very interesting twist, Greg Penner the owner of the team said that he that that going forward the next head coach will actually report to him and not to the GM of the team George Patton and so you know Dan mentioned a second ago the idea of new layers every single day to this story so you start with everything that's happened on the field you continue on Monday when on Monday of course uh, of course, Nathaniel Hackett was fired. And then today, to follow up with the fact that, okay, the job's open and we start speculating who would be interested, who's not, what are the benefits, what are the drawbacks, what are the positives and negatives of this job, the fact that the owner now says that the GM is somebody that what you will you as a head coach will not be reporting to the GM I do think, I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Obviously, right now, it's essentially the only job that's open. I know we know that other ones are probably on their way to being open, Carolina open as well. But I just bring it up because I do think this is going to be a fascinating deal to see how it all unfolds, all how how it all unfolds, how everything breaks breaks out, and what happens from here, what candidates are interested, what candidates, uh, what candidates are not interested because of this unique structure. Here was George Payton earlier today talking about the 2022 Denver Broncos. Nathaniel's a very good football coach, and uh, it just didn't work out here, and uh, and that's on me. Uh, and as I told the players yesterday, I take full responsibility for where we are as a football team. I brought in the head coach. I brought in most of the players. Those are my decisions, and there's no one to blame but me. The thing about Nathaniel, no matter how tough the times, he stayed the course, and he kept our team together. These guys fought for Nathaniel, and that's a credit to him, and that's a credit to his staff, and so I appreciate uh, them. Did they fight for Nathaniel Hackett? Yeah, there's a lot in there that I don't agree with. Uh, That was just one of the parts. Um, It is also on Nathaniel Hackett. Like You can't absolve a guy completely, even if it's his first job, of, of the problems that you have and figuring out ways to do it. Uh, Sunday sure looked like the Broncos didn't want to be there and didn't want to want to play hard. They did play hard a couple of weeks ago against the Chiefs. I mean, I'll give them that. And they beat the Cardinals a little over a week ago prior to that loss to the Rams. But I don't believe, yeah, I don't believe everything everything that George Payton had to say, to say in that situation. What do you think of of the report that did come out from Tom Pelissero, NFL Network, that Greg Penner, the co-owner, said that the team's next head coach will report to him? Because, you know, I, I think there are times when certain narratives are overblown in the media and in what we do. I don't think that a head coach with options going into what appears from the outside to be a chaotic situation – I don't think that's one of the narratives that is potentially overblown. Like, I think that good coaches are going to hear that and say, well, wait a second now. So what's the structure? So I report to who? So does the, what is the GM's role? What happens in the draft? Like, you know, I, I don't yeah. think, the, I don't think the, the owner intentionally really tried to sabotage a potential search or potential candidates, but that would concern me if I was a legitimate candidate. There, there's a couple of things here. And because I thought to myself, well, geez, 
that makes this job less appealing. And it was actually one of the things that I was getting at with Adam Kaplan. And I think Adam, you know, took it with the Russell Wilson thing, which I think is completely fair and accurate as well. Like if you're a head coach and now you have to deal with Russell Wilson, does that make that job appealing or less appealing? And he said it was less appealing. And if you're a head coaching candidate on the surface, Aaron, I thought, well, geez, if they're keeping George Payton and George Payton ends up being removed at some point and they bring in a new GM, what does that mean for me? But then I thought about it and I said, well, if the head coach is reporting straight to the owner, then maybe it makes it a little bit more appealing hmm. that you have that that if George Payton doesn't work out, you bring in a new GM it's going to be up to the new GM to be able to work with you as the head coach, considering the GM is you know, sure. Sure. Peyton's going to help with the hiring, but if the report is to the ownership, which reminds me a lot of, you know, Sean Peyton's name has been, has been brought up in, in the Denver Broncos circles time and time again. And I just, I don't know if it's a fit, but in new Orleans, Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton were sitting there directly reporting to ownership. You know, they're reporting to Gail Benson and before that, Tom Benson. In Seattle, there's Pete Carroll and John Schneider working in, in lockstep, um, reporting to ownership and, you know, the late Paul Allen and, and now Jody Allen. And those are pretty prominent head coaches. And so to be able to to have that connection with ownership – I think on the surface seems weird, but if the person that you ultimately have to report to is the owner, I actually think it makes the GM job less desirable. For sure. You know, so like it wasn't the – on the surface, I thought, man, who's going to want that as a head coach? And I thought, well, geez, if you're reporting to the, you know, to the owner of the team and you don't have to worry if the GM messes up draft picks or, you know, makes bad free agent signings or whatever – if you are George Payton, you're taking responsibility, then you move on from the GM and you bring in a new GM, and the new GM is not going to have any power over the head coach, so that's good for the head coach, but I think it's bad for anybody that would want to run a front office in Denver. I don't, well, I don't it, love that structure. No, it certainly makes that GM job less appealing, but I, I, you know, I do think, but then it becomes the question of, okay, well, does that mean that the GM is on thin ice? Well, what does that mean for me? How much time am I going to have to do it my way? You just fired the head coach less than a year in. I, I just think, you know, and, and again, we're reacting in real time. This is what we do. This is our job. We're reacting real time to to a quote that maybe doesn't have the full context around it or a story that doesn't have the full context around it. But I do think when you add it all up, I, I do think it would make me as a head coaching candidate, if, I, if I'm if i Sean Payton, right, and I, I know that's an easy cop-out, like, you know, is he really interested in the job, right? But but he's an easy one to, to kind of wrap your head around. If I'm Sean Payton, I mean, you know, this is a legacy play for you now, right? You, you, you've won a Super Bowl in New Orleans. You built that organization from the ground up. But you go somewhere else and do it again and win another Super Bowl, then you're on the very short list of guys who have done it in two places. And so... You're almost looking for excuses not to take a job because you know this next one is big. My, my legacy won't be tarnished, but it could certainly be helped. But then on the flip side, if you're a younger head coach and you know I might only get one shot at this thing, I think you probably want a little bit more real, more alignment. And so 
I get what you're saying, and I don't even necessarily disagree that as a head coach, maybe it means you have a little bit more power. Um, it's never a bad thing to have a direct line to your ultimate boss. But I look at the fact that Nathaniel Hackett's fired after one year, the regression of Russell Wilson, uh, this uncertainty of who is reporting to who. Maybe now the GM is on the hot seat. That just and, and oh by the way, with a new ownership group on top of everything, that just feels like a lot of chaos for somebody to walk into. Unless, by the way, when you, this is why you interview, right? This is why you interview. You get answers to these kinds of questions, but that does feel like a little bit of a chaotic situation to me. I just think if you have George Payton as your general manager and you're a head coach and you take over this job and Payton's the guy that does the hiring and firing, he would be next up to be chopped. And there's no doubt that whoever you would bring in as the GM after George Payton, if it didn't work out, would want to bring in his own guy. So now all I don't of a sudden dis- you're a lame deck head coach. You know, I, I don't disagree, but, of- but if, if, the, if the coach just got fired less than a year in, and there's already maybe not an official rumbling, but there's innuendo that if, if if the coach doesn't report to the GM, then maybe he's on the hot seat. I mean, how short is this a you know a George Steinbrenner uh, whatever situation where where heads are just going to be rolling all the time? That that's my point. Is you know I I get that you wouldn't be first in line, but. This ownership group has been in place for, what, a year? And you're going to fire the head coach and the GM, not in conjunction, but one by one? That w- that would concern me because then I would wonder how long my leash is. Now, if you're Sean Payton, maybe you have a, a longer leash than fill-in-the-blank guy that's never done it before, but that would be a concern for me. I'm, I'm guessing that that move is done to try to entice someone like Sean Payton. Mm, that's interesting. That That's why I think it's being done is – to be like, hey, there's been some instability, but whoever we bring in, you don't have to worry about a GM or a change being made at the GM position and then your job being in jeopardy because you are going to report directly to me. And and that's where I think – and that's why I bring up Peyton and, and Pete Carroll's situations in New Orleans and Seattle because they had that. And that is something that Sean Peyton – in reports out of Denver that I've seen, it doesn't seem like Peyton is a candidate. I don't know, if, again, if he'd want to even work with Russell Wilson. Um, short quarterbacks, he's, he made a career out of it mm-hmm. in dealing with it. But I think that's one of the moves why ownership made it, because you would want that. I, I could be wrong. I don't, I don't think it's – put it this way. I don't think it's ideal. I actually think the way that the Raiders are doing it and the way that the Giants are doing it if that's how you want to reset your franchise, that's probably the best way to go about it. GM and head coach connected. No, I, yeah, that's what that's exactly right. That, yeah, that is the per, and that that just goes back to my point. Is you're right. Maybe it's Sean Payton feels like okay, I'm going to have a little bit more say in personnel decisions. I'm not directly reporting to this guy. I also think you know, in a perfect world, you want to come in kind of in alignment with somebody. Again, to your point, the way that Sean Payton was aligned with Mickey Loomis, the way that Les Snead and Sean McVay seem to be aligned when they go to Stan Kroenke for something. Um, but maybe to your point, you know, maybe it is a Bill Belichick situation where, uh, hey, you know, we're not going to officially give you player personnel control or have a larger say over it, but we're kind of unofficially going to. I could see that scenario too. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Cavino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids – 
Spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed? Do you notice you're losing a little bit of hair? You're shedding a little bit? Well, if you're noticing a little less hair on your head and you're checking your hairline all the time, you got to check out Nutrafol. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code CRSHOW. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code CRSHOW. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code CRSHOW. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Kavino and Rich here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Kavino and Rich on this two days after Christmas. We will take your calls if you have any Southwest Airlines horror stories. We had Derek who's driving from Vegas to Sacramento after starting his journey on Sunday. We had Dave who went to the Gasparilla Bowl but had to drive there from Myrtle Beach to Tampa in a long sleeve shirt. 877-99-FOX. That's 877-996-6369. In just a matter of minutes, we'll also be checking in with our college football insider who covers the sport for Fox Sports, RJ Young. Did you hear about this story, Aaron, where college basketball and college football intersected because mm. of these winter storms and airline problems? It's like a story right up my alley. I did hear this story, but go ahead and lay it out for America, Dan. Yeah, so a couple of pit football players were stranded in an airport in Dallas, uh, just like UTEP men's basketball coach Joe Golding. And word got out that these players are trying to go to El Paso for the Sun Bowl. They had no way to get there, though, because of all these canceled flights. Uh, a couple of connections were made. And what do you know? Golding and the three fit, uh, pit football players 
ended up uh, getting together, along with Golding's family, by the way, wife and, and child were also uh, together. And this may have happened all at like a car rental, you know, at the sure. car rental bay. They ended up getting into uh, <laughs> into an SUV and making the trek across Texas. This is Pitt head coach Pat Narduzzi uh, explaining what exactly went down between the hoopsters and the footballers. Yesterday afternoon, we had a couple guys get delayed on our flights. They got stuck in Dallas. Joe Golding, head basketball coach um, for, uh, for, for um, I guess, Texas El Paso uh, College here in town, uh, University of Texas El Paso, him and his wife and, and child, they picked up and took our three guys and drove them because the flight was delayed to get them here for practice. They got here late last night, and uh, I just want to give a shout-out to, you know, uh, to those guys. That, again, just goes back to the hospitality. It was a great job by Joe. Joe, and we appreciate it. You met, ever heard of Joe Golding? Met him before? No. Not until last night when I heard he was, they kind of bumped into each other at the rental car. They all were in the same position. Flights were canceled. Um, and uh, and uh, again, it's a blessing. Much more positive than the last uh, soundbite we heard from Pat Narduzzi. And NIL say. stinks. No, <laughs> we just, we had that out. <laughs> And let me tell you what Mac Brown told me off the record. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's uh, it. listen. I, I I'm being mean. I should just enjoy the moment. That is a really cool story. You know, listen. I I, I think um, you know it speaks to. In these travel situations, everybody's going through something. Obviously, there's there's a, a dual sports connection there. But I, I, I joke, but that is a good story. A yeah, really cool story. And uh, Joe Golding actually did tweet out that uh, they had a good time. He had two. He had two sons. So uh, his wife and their two sons had to sit in the way back while the footballers took the middle seats, and then one of them rode shotgun. Stopped at a pilot along the way. Yeah, and uh, yeah, got some got some good uh, grub as well. Well, about as good a grub as you can get while uh, stopping at a truck stop, uh, driving through Texas. So one of the great stories, Narduzzi. Come on, you know it's UTEP. It's not Texas El Paso College. College. Come on. Come on. Everybody knows about the minors, including the one and only R.J. Young, who joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, R.J., Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. How are you? I'm good, fellas. Reminds me of Ed O'Bannon once asking where the hell Tulsa was. and Well, he found out. Maybe Pat will find out, too. <laughs> oh, they got the Sun Bowl coming up. We will not, we will not waste your time, R.J., and talk Sun Bowl. Although I will say... It is one of my favorite of the non-New Year's Six because it's always on CBS. It's always been in El Paso. So that leads me, R.J. Young, the college football diehard fan that you are. Is there a bowl near and dear to your heart that is outside of the college football playoff or New Year's Six that you look forward to every year? Yeah, actually, it's a great question. I'm glad to answer it. It's the Liberty Bowl, man. Like Liberty, the Liberty Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, I, I always look forward to the Liberty Bowl, and I think that has a lot to do with the teams that I was in closest proximity to were usually playing it, Arkansas, Tulsa, uh, from time to time, Mississippi State, Memphis. But also, if you haven't been to Memphis, and I'm, I'm sure both of you guys have, it's a really great town. I always have a great time at it. I would add too the Alamo Bowl for me is the one. It's just like it's always in the middle of the week. It's always a good game. San Antonio's a great city, so that's the one for me. I know you didn't ask me, Dan, so I'll, I'll let RJ get back on track with real questions here. I'll start with this, RJ. I, you know, I was thinking about uh, uh, Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, and I was thinking about this. Can you ever remember a scenario where a guy, you know, he was he was really good, right, for those first five six years. 
He obviously bottomed out in that COVID year. The COVID year was was weird. But I remember being on air during that season and saying, it's over. It's just never going to happen. And for him to, on the fly, redo this and now have what is probably the best program in the Big Ten, um, you know, it, it, I just I don't ever remember a scenario like this. Can you ever remember anything quite like Jim Harbaugh's seven, eight years at Michigan here? No. And the reason that I can say no confidently is because it's not just that he turned around a program. It's quite a kept. We've actually seen that done more often than not. Like Dave Aranda at Baylor here recently, Matt Rule at Baylor also. Uh, we've seen what Chris Klein is able to do at Kansas State. We can keep going down the line. Mel Tucker at Michigan State. But what's really interesting about what's going on at Michigan is they wanted to run that guy out on a rail, and he was looking to catch the first train moving even 10 months ago. Because I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but he had left to go interview with the Vikings during the second National Signing Day period. Mm -hmm. And we all thought he was on his way out, and they had redone that contract, so it was incentive-based, which means that he would make all of his money if they ended up right where they are, right? Winning the Big Ten Championship, walking into the college football playoff undefeated, having sunned Ohio State two years in a row. I have never seen anything like that. R.J. Young joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. The last time we spoke was before that Michigan-Ohio State game, R.J. And if you remember, you didn't want me to bring it up. And I even we were Why are you talking with old stuff, Dan? I, I, listen, I don't want to talk about it either, but I said if, <laughs> if Ohio State loses, you're going to start to hear some chatter about Ryan Day. Ohio State lost. Guess what we heard? Some chatter about Ryan Day. Now you've got the Dylan Raiola decommitment. You've got other things happening. Um, is, is there reason for Ryan Day to feel uncomfortable in Columbus right now, uh, aside from the matchup with number one ranked Georgia on Saturday? The answer is yes. I mean, when we were talking about this, I had dismissed this because I just did not see an Ohio State team getting beat so soundly, let alone getting beaten in that game, and I was wrong on both accounts. But now you've got conversations about guys like John Cooper. And for those of you that do not know, John Cooper was a great college football coach at Ohio State, and at my alma mater, Tulsa, by the way, quite as he kept. But he also had this way of winning nine, ten games, but losing to Michigan, right? And that is the way they keep score in Columbus. You could probably put together a sub-500 season and beat Ohio State, and every, oh, excuse me, beat Michigan, everybody's going to be happy with you at Ohio State. So now we have a Ryan Day who has gone back-to-back years without winning the Big Ten Championship and who has a starting quarterback who also – has not won a Big Ten championship or the game or a game that really matters, right? But you also are in a really great spot if you are Ohio State because now you know what everybody thinks of you. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of going to lean toward Georgia in this one because we're getting to the part of the schedule where it ain't about how good you are. It's about how many opportunities can you screw up and still come out with a win. Right, Ohio State mm-hmm. has to play outstanding football against Georgia to beat Georgia. Georgia can play pretty pedestrian on offense, but they'll feel the defense that's just going to muddy the middle, spill you to the outside, and force you to outrun their four four guys. It's really hard to do, and that's why people haven't been able to do it. But yeah, we're going to hear it, and I'm sure Ryan Day will be the first person to tell you, bring it. I deserve it. We lost. That's the way the game works. So let me ask you a question, RJ. Obviously, I think you know what you just said is how a lot of us see that game going down. Obviously, Ohio State has the talent to make this a game. Do you think they can or will make it a game with the passing attack and everything they have going? I think they can make it a game. I don't know if they will, right? Because if you're looking at this game on paper, 
these are two evenly matched teams, right? I believe we're talking about 15 five-stars to 14, 53 four-stars to 52, and like 17 to 16 on the three-star count. And you're looking at the number two scoring defense versus the, at Georgia and the number two scoring offense at Ohio State. But where they're going to get separated is pass defense. Ohio State played one top 40 passing offense all year. It happened to be the University of Michigan Wolverines, and they got carved up. And if that's what's going to happen against the Georgia team that put up 50 on an LSU team to beat Alabama, that's going to be tough. You're going to have to see Jim Knowles and that defense really come to play. And since they want to play man-to-man, they're going to get challenged straight up. And if you can't stop them running the football, Seth Bennett's going to eat you alive with guys like Brock Bowers and Eric Gilbert. And that's before we start talking about Kiaris Jackson, those guys you got on the outside. You have to have a lot of things go right for you if you're Ohio State. You have to work bubble screens and wide receiver screens. And I know Ohio State fans hate hearing that. But that's the way you're going to get it. You're going to have to go north and south because you're not going to be able to go east and west without guys like Travion Henderson and especially not having a Jackson Smith and Jig on the outside. Coaches are going to earn their money in this one, guys. Fox College football analyst R.J. Young joining us here, also the host of the number one show at Fox Sports. And check it out, foxsports.com. Get R.J. on Twitter at R.J. underscore Young. I know the Big 12 is changing. I know that the college football playoff is going to be changing. Is this a one-stop shop, though, for TCU, or is this the start of something under Sonny Dykes in Fort Worth? It's too early to tell for me, but the way that I would look at this is, again, going back to recruiting and talent. I just mentioned to you that two of the three most talented teams in college football are going to play against each other in the college football playoff. Michigan, I think, on overall talent, sitting at about number 13. Texas Christian's at 32, right? And the reason that they were picked seventh to begin the season ain't because, you know, we all thought that Texas Christian was going to win the Big 12 championship, okay? Sure. We didn't think they were going to be this good. Now, that said, you're, they're getting some transfers in in a way that, frankly, you just couldn't do this five years ago. So I, I'm curious to see what they do with, say, Alabama transfers like JoJo Earl and or Tommy Brockermeyer who's going to come in on that offensive line, place a guy like an All-American like Steve Avila. And we'll see if Garrett, you know, Riley stays there for any length of time to say nothing to Joe Gillespie, the defense coordinator. But with the Big 12 being what it is, and then you're adding a Houston, Central Florida, and a BYU, and a Cincinnati that did not exactly meet expectations this season, I think they got a shot here. I think they got a shot here. But knowing that Kansas State can walk in to AT&T Stadium and then get a W on you, that's not a good look for you. Now you're talking about a Kansas State team that has the Big 12 championship above their head. So I think Texas Christian needs to live it up with this one because there is no guarantee you get back to the spot ever again. And if you want to, you're going to have to pull out another rabbit next year. And Well, I said Ohio State wasn't going to lose. I'm not going to say Texas Christian ain't going to get back to the college football playoff. You know what I'm saying? For the first time ever, RJ, here on Fox Sports Radio, I'm going to ask you a question about Colorado football. And <laughs> I'm, I'm just be real. I'm going to be honest. We all kind of followed the Jackson State thing from the periphery. Maybe you followed it a little bit closer than, than most of us. But I think we all thought that Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, would create excitement. I am, even knowing how big of a name he is, how much success he had at Jackson State, I am genuinely amazed at the fascination and interest in this man, and now as a byproduct in Colorado football. Are you even a little surprised at the excitement that he has brought to the program, or did you know this was going to happen once he got a Power 5 opportunity? I felt this was going to happen as soon as he got a Power 5 opportunity, guys. And I I, I say this because I have been a Deion Sanders fan 
since I was a child. I remember the man playing football and baseball on the same day. It was a featured event at my house. So when he got to Jackson State, he's also getting to a place that I grew up 30 miles down the road from, you know, or 60 miles down the road from in Hattiesburg, right? So I'm familiar with what he took on over there. And I got to tell you, it ain't the best conditions to have a winning college football program, but he did that. And now you're talking about going to a place like Colorado that does not have an identity, but has all of the resources necessary to be a remarkably consistent winning football program. And it ain't like they haven't done this before. You know, Rashawn Salam, Cordell Stewart going all the way back to 1994 and that outstanding team they had, and I, you know, Gary Barnett and what he was able to do. But I, what I find to be most interesting about this is how many people still don't know what kind of a football coach mm-hmm. Coach Prime is. And I, I'm really fascinated to see who's saying, okay, it's marketing, it's social media, it's him using his status as one of the greatest American athletes of all time to recruit to. Can he coach? And I'm saying, have you been watching? Have you, have you seen this man walk onto a football field where his sons were playing at five and seven and saw a coach was running them through Okie drill, which is a no-no. You don't do that with kids that small, and really you don't do it at all anymore. So he stopped that coach, and he kept getting up out of his chair, kept getting up out of his chair, and he said, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. So that man decided to become a football coach about 15 years ago, and he has coached at every level since. And he has won at every level since. Some guys can just coach football. And Deion Sanders is one of those men. RJ Young joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm not trying to sound smart or witty. And last one for me, we know you're very gracious with your time. I know people watch the Deion Sanders situation in Colorado and say, man, I want, I want to see how it all pans out. And I actually feel I want to see – what happens if it does pan out because then my question to you rj if there is success does he then take the next step or do you think that Deion sanders would be there for the long haul at colorado i know we're getting away ahead but considering the flack that he took for leaving jackson state i'm just curious is this just another step on the on the stairway for Deion sanders to try to get to the top i don't see why not i mean lincoln riley's still catching hell for leaving oklahoma and that's the yankees job Right, sure. like it's, yeah. it's part of what it's it's the sport. Like that was that was all putting to me, and maybe this is because, as you guys know, I live and breathe this stuff. It is it is not just my job; it is what I really love to do. So when I saw people were angry about Deion Sanders doing what every other winning coach does in the sport at every level, I said, "Oh no, uh, some of y'all are new to this, and it shows." This is <laughs> how the, this, this is how we play the game, right? Colorado is Colorado, and any success Colorado has will be because Deion Sanders is head coach. But also that underscores one note here. The most important person at any university is not its president, not its chancellor, it's not quarterback, it's its damn football coach. That is your best fundraiser, and that is your best marketing person, and that is the reason people want to go to your school. So if Deion Sanders chose to leave Colorado – be great, thankful for whatever he did there because that means he did a good job. Outside of that, I would be fascinated to see where else he might be interested in going if the right opportunity popped up. But I'm also going to add this. Colorado put itself in a great position to land Deion Sanders because they had went and tried to do this twice before. They went and got Carl Durrell. Before that, they had Mel Tucker. They watched Mel Tucker go to Michigan State. That's what he did. He got up and left. 
Calderwell didn't work out, they moved on to the next. I think they're going to be built for whatever it is that the prime experience brings them. He's RJ Young, college football insider for Fox Sports. Get him on the number one show podcast. Find him on Twitter at RJ underscore Young. Appreciate it, RJ. Great to talk to you. Have a great new year and enjoy the semifinals this weekend. Dan, I appreciate you. Nice to talk with you, Aaron. Thank you. He is Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. It is Covino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Let's jump over to the news desk. Brian Fenley giving us the latest of what's happening on this Tuesday. What's going on, Brian? Oh, yes, Aaron and Dan. We've got some college bowl games action happening right now. No, it's not the national semifinals. Far from it. It's a battle of two six and six teams. And I know, Aaron and Dan, you're watching every moment of this one. Fenley's got some Memphis ties, (laughs) though. Like, let's not not lie, Brian. I know. I lived there for three years and covering the football team and and during the Justin Fuente, Paxton Lynch era. Mm. Ah. Those were some good times. Those were. When Chad Kelly and Ole Miss went to the Liberty Bowl and they got beat by Paxton Lynch and Memphis, and that was a game where Lynch, I got to tell you guys, was slinging it all over the field, and that's where he wowed NFL scouts. Unfortunately, they did not translate to the league itself, but that that was sort of his coming out game, his breakthrough game as a quarterback. Speaking of Memphis, up 24-3 against Utah State in that first responders bowl, 3-58 left in the third quarter. Earlier, we saw... Uh, Buffalo win the Camellia Bowl over Georgia Southern 23-21. to and, and Dan, let's not forget, coming up at 10-15 Eastern time, we've got another bowl game featuring your Wisconsin Badgers. My taking, alma mater. Yes, yes, taking on Oklahoma State. Uh, what do you think about your Badgers and, the, and their chances well, in they're that They're my game? alma mater. You know, there's a lot of changes <laughs> going on. So uh, Luke Fickle is kind of coaching – well, it's Jim Leonard's coaching. Luke Fickle is hanging along the sidelines with a headset. It's crazy. Oklahoma State's going through their own changes as well. So it'll well, be the J.J. Watt night. That's what it's all about. <laughs> J.J. Watt will be there. There'll be like five standing ovations for him. That's what's going to happen. That plays beautifully into my next updated little news clipping here, and that would be J.J. Watt, future Hall of Fame pass rusher, former Wisconsin Badger. He is going to end his career after the season. He made that clear over social media today. Colts head coach Jeff Saturday says he is going to keep with the theme of Nick Foles as his starting quarterback now for Week 17 against the Giants after Foles struggled yesterday in that loss against the Chargers. Commanders head coach Ron Rivera was unwilling to select a starting quarterback for Week 17 when he was asked about that today. Is it going to be Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz? That will soon be found out. Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons was limited at practice today with a hand injury. Running back Tony Pollard stayed off the practice field with a thumb issue. Titans ball carrier Derrick Henry participated in just a piece of practice with the hip problems as as he tries to work his way back. Broncos owner Greg Penner said his next head coach in 2023 will not report to general manager George George Payton. No, no, it will be just come right to Greg Penner and and he'll have an answer for you. But Payton will be heavily involved in the process of hiring that head coach. And, And finally, the Pirates, they are, are trying to make something happen here in the free agent market here as they've got 42-year-old left-handed pitcher Rich Hill signed in an agreement on a one-year $8 million deal. So the Pittsburgh Pirates splashing and making a splash in the free agency market here, Aaron and Dan. And, and as I get it back to you, Aaron and Dan, and I know, Aaron, you're talking about the travel that you have upcoming and the, the potential cancellations of, of flights. Here's an idea so you don't lose your luggage and, and worry about that, Aaron. What I have found is helpful. 
wear three days of clothes <laughs> while you're going into the airport so that you have all your clothes with you and you don't need to bring a bag. Well, th- there's the counter to that too, which is the Rob Parker, don't bring a bag and buy clothes when you get there and then leave clothes there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's that oh. too. Uh, you're, you're showing up like Joey on Friends when he wore uh, all of Chandler's clothes. Do you remember that? I vaguely remember that, yeah. Yes, yes. The only concern with that, Finley, it sounds all well and good until you get to that line, to the security line, and then you got to take a bunch of stuff off. Then what do you do? Yeah. Got four sweatshirts, two jackets, you know. Yeah, four sets of boxers and everything. Yeah. All Hopefully it doesn't get that. Yeah, imagine if you get the, the random the random search. That would not be ideal. So. <laughs> fin- Finley's travel tips. If you wore all the clothes like Joey did, you wouldn't even be able to fit into that, uh, that uh, is true. octagon of a booth or whatever. All right, thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. He is Eric Torres. I'm Dan Bayer. Coming up next, Don Cavino and Rich live from the TireRack.com studios. Joe Buck went off script last night. Yeah, we'll tell you how that went next here on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Cavino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you. Graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Cavino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. 
He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byers. Cavino and Rich here on Fox Sports Radio as we are sitting in for Cavino and Rich. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Coming up in about 10 minutes or so, Mac Jones tries to explain himself. Uh, not the only issue going on in New England. More on that again in 10 minutes. Chargers beat the Colts last night to clinch a playoff berth. 20-3. Uh, not a pretty game, Aaron. Not at all. Not a, not a game that you'd uh, want to record and watch back on the DVR. Not at no, all. I would. It's actually on NFL Network right now here in Ooh. studio, and I have to cover my eyes every time I. I hate I, when the NFL Network does that. When they when, they put on just the bad games or what? Yes, any yeah. just any replaying of an awful game or one that we just saw. Like they right after Thursday night football on Amazon, they do their post game stuff, and then they end up showing. So they had Jaguars Jets was replayed from last week immediately after. Yeah, not yeah. good. Uh, it was probably worse being there. And last night on the ESPN broadcast, just the one, no Manning cast last night, just Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Um, Joe Buck went off script, and uh, his tag team partner reacted. This is how it sounded. Well, that was a fun first quarter. Five first downs, four punts, three interceptions, two successful challenges, no third down conversions, and a partridge in a... <laughs> Sing it, Joe Buck. Let's go. <laughs> Second down and 11. <laughs> oh, uh, little Troy Aikman, a little side, little Joe Buck creativity. You could hear even in Joe Buck's voice about one sentence left that he knew it was a bad idea that he did it. Like, you could hear him taper off very quick, like, oh, this Jason, did not get delivered the way that I was hoping it would. Jason Stewart, you liked this? Did you uh, you like this from Joe Buck last night? Okay, so this isn't um, – this is what went through my mind. Um I, I saw a little hesitation there with Troy Aikman. I didn't, Troy didn't see it coming, and he had to react. So he said something, I guess, sing it, Joe, whatever. This is what happens when you have um, like creative people that kind of go off script, artistic people, and you mix them with jocks. Um, and it often leads to one of my big pet peeves in these social interactions, the um, the – Make sure that you don't lose your day job, guy. Is do, do we know that guy? It's whenever someone don't quit your day job. That's it. Yeah. Yes. So um, when it, and it usually comes after someone has tried to make a joke, or if someone is singing, someone's doing something a little off off the beaten path, trying to be creative. And there's always this guy in the back that says, "Don't quit your day job," and he's just a total jerk move to me and that guy has never taken a risk in his life by the way he's never put himself out there he's never gone on a live uh tv show in front of 10 million people and sung a song that guy's never taken any risk he just wants to sit back and judge you for doing it and that's a big pet peeve of mine personally i i i would add too with that whole situation um the the uh, you said these are the people that get the don't quit your day job guys. Yeah, sports talk radio hosts get that an awful lot a too. Lot. When there's any opinion that the the listener disagrees with, I've gotten that quite a few times, and it's kind of sort of is my day job. So is what it is. Maybe Troy Aikman thought Joe Buck was going to quit the ESPN gig. Maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe it was good. Could have been sound advice if he actually did say it. That we we never bring that into the equation. He also did Jason your favorite the laugh. <laughs> exactly I don't know right. what to say here. Here, I don't know what to say here. We got a lot to say. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Bayer. Is Mac Jones the problem in New England? That's next year on Cavito and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. 
Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.